I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Voice First Health. The future of health is voice. Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of Voice First Health. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with me today. It's Terry here, and today I am at HIMSS 2019 the major, major technology and healthcare conference that is taking place in Orlando, Florida. I have had the opportunity to meet a number of people here, and in fact, I am broadcasting live a number of podcast episodes as I meet leaders in the fields of healthcare and technology. What you're listening to now is a produced recording of one of the live interviews that I had. This one was with Dr. Chris Landon. He is a remarkable person, and he has quite the CV. Let me tell you just a little bit about him, and then he will introduce himself as well when he comes on here. He is a clinical assistant professor of family practice and pediatrics at the University of California in Los Angeles. He also is uh, one of the pioneers uh, when it comes to developing uh, a device that is used in pediatric pulmonary medicine. He has numerous other accolades and various other qualifications too many quite frankly to list here on the podcast but you'll hear uh, when he comes on here that he has a number of uh, ways that you can stay in touch with what he is doing a tv show that's uh, produced and available on youtube he has his own podcast and he is involved in all types of uh, various endeavors so without any further ado i'd like to play for you now the recording of what was done live on the first day of the hymns conference Hello and welcome to this episode of Voice First Health. This is Terry Fisher here live from HIMSS 2019 in Orlando. And I have a guest with me today, Dr. Chris Landon. And he's got his name tag on right there, so I won't make a mistake with, uh, with uh, his name. Uh, Chris, it's great to have you on. Uh, maybe I can get you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about why you're here. Well, uh, I'm a pediatric pulmonologist by trade. Uh, and about five years or so ago, uh, someone I was dealing with uh, who's a little Aspergery was supposed to give a lecture. Uh, we were working on a, uh, uh, a, med, a med platform, uh, integrating devices, Internet of Things. And at the last minute, he freaked out that he'd have to be in front of people. So he called me up, and uh, I gave a lecture. And uh, people saw me lecture and said, hey, you, you should come back. So I have a television show called Get Moving TV. It's up on YouTube, G-E-T-M-O-V-I-N-G-T-V, since you can't read the lower thirds as they go across your, your uh, radio screen. Uh, and on there we've done probably 200 or so episodes uh, with uh, technology around in my county, which is a little rural county in, in California. We have a view of the ocean, but it's an agricultural county. But there's a lot that goes on there and that people just don't know about, I'm sure, as, as it is in Canada, where you have all these hidden hidden people. So when I come here, it's to learn uh, uh, about people who are here, like the head of Microsoft HoloLens, like uh, the head of uh, Intuitive, so with uh, uh, integrating the Da Vinci surgical robot. So the people that I meet here really lead to other projects. In Ventura County, we're trying to build up an innovation center, which uh, we had uh, aerospace industry when I was at this a long time ago, and lots of companies would fall out of the aerospace industry. And when that disappeared, a lot of the ecosystem uh, for uh, uh, software and hardware and, and writing grants disappeared. So trying to build that back up, uh, this gets me 
boxes full of cards of people and trying to uh, say that, you know, there's California sunshine. As Canada, I'm not sure if you uh, know what that's like, but uh, it was 82 degrees when I left. So if we're not on fire or being shot at, it's, uh, it's a pretty good place to live. That's fantastic. And so you say you've been here for a number of years. How, do you know how many years you've been at this, uh, at this conference? This is probably my fifth year. Uh, after the first year just giving a lecture, uh, I've come back to uh, moderate sessions. To uh, We just gave a fireside chat just based on what I've been at since 1969, which is when I first moved a chest X-ray from Alaska to Stanford Artificial Intelligence Center, two gilobytes per second at a time. So when he's talking about 5G, 5 gigabytes per second, it was very painful taking each little pixel and then letting it know what the pixels around it were, which is what everybody takes for, for granted now as JPEG. Uh, and then uh, I worked with Sorensen around uh, QuickTime because his daughter uh, was deaf. And uh, when she would go into an emergency room, uh, she really needed someone to help her to, to translate and someone who knew sign language. Uh, and so we worked on a QCIF uh, on an uh, integrated circuit that uh, uh, was able to squish video down. Now, now this is on your phone now. Uh, and we have projects in, uh, gosh, in Uganda, Rwanda, American Samoa, uh, to really bring that the world is a much smaller place now. So when I come here, uh, which is, I, I guess, is probably my fifth year, is to give out awards and moderate and, and so forth. So I've, as you can see from the podcast, I have gray hair at this point. Uh, so anyway, so that's been coming for a while. That's fantastic, and it sounds like you've certainly had uh, great oppor- great opportunities to get involved in different types of technology. What are you most excited about now going forward in terms of technologies and healthcare? Really, the way I've been trying to put it together since this is, I've been at this for 40-plus years is what I call Gecko. <clears throat> and that is, it's the story of the three blind men and the elephant. Oh, no, it's like a snake. No, it's like a tree trunk. No, it's like a wall. And that, that elephant has to be put together. So uh, rather than elephant, I'm using uh, uh, an acronym GECKO so that I can remember it. Uh, and that's gamification. So really, to learn things, people uh, will watch something for one minute or three minutes when I, I have a podcast channel. Uh, and when we do that, I find gee, around three minutes and 12 seconds in, people stop listening. Okay, with my uh, uh, television show, which I also put up on, on podcast too, uh, my eight minutes and 12 seconds seems to be about where most people uh, stop. So now that's what I do. I edit towards three minutes and eight minutes. So that's a micro-learning environment. But people also depend on uh, uh, the, the leaderboard. So, ooh, I want to give you... So when I, did, I was teaching, I had a grant from... Uh, CMS Innovations for $4 million, trying to get my doctors to be on the same page with education about uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. I made a great one-hour video. I gave a grand rounds, retired physician showed up. Made the video, nobody watched it. Put it into 10-minute segments, I got 30 people to watch it. And then when I told them there was cat videos every three minutes, I got another 80 people to watch it. I didn't put cat videos in, but that's really... That's, that's what people want. They want the cat video. So I've learned that micro-learning is all about one- to three-minute intervals, that they need some kind of reward. Uh, and then the second part is education for the patient because when you leave the doctor's office, uh, what we find is uh, we did this, uh, golly, 1960s, 70s. Uh, nine out of ten patients didn't go to the pharmacy to pick up the drug that they'd gone to the doctor. Oh, I need amoxicillin for my child's ear infection. And then they never showed up at the pharmacy. They just... 
So, uh, so how can we educate people to help them become more adherent? If they actually did what I told them, things would turn out better. Honest. That's uh, 28 years. Of school. Google is not a superpower. Honest. I, there's just schooling seems to help. Then the next is communication, and that is. Do you text your doctor? Do you uh, do this by uh, uh, video uh, chat? Uh, uh, do you want to email them? Do you want to talk to them on the telephone? All of which are sitting right there in your smartphone. Uh, then the next is knowledge for the doctors. So the doctors, these, these things change. So what was right a year ago in chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, they looked at, oh, no, we, weren't, we want to change things a little bit. Well, keeping up with all this, this is like trying to drink water out of a fire hose. So how can we get that into micro-learning? How can we keep the doctors up to date? And then the the O's and Gecko are uh, ordering and then organization. So with AI uh, uh, coming out, we really need to be able to put all that information up on uh, in a cloud where it's actionable. Uh, and then uh, ordering. So if I'm at my washing machine, I see, hey, I'm running low on Clorox. I can hit that Amazon button and get... Clorox. Now, if I get my patients not to wait until 4.59 on Friday to tell me they've been out of medicine for two weeks and they're going skiing and can't we get it to them by 5 o'clock? So, so how can I put that ordering uh, and reordering back in the hands of the patients rather than wasting my nurse's uh, time? So, so that's Gecko. And that's, that's why I'm here is to receive people coming my way. And slowly but surely, they're, they're coming around. That's a great framework. I haven't heard that before, and uh, uh, it's going to help me to remember the key uh, the key uh, concepts here in, in technology as it evolves. Um, my interest is in voice technology. Have you seen much in the way of voice and the uses of that in terms of uh, advancing healthcare? So uh, I've been working with uh, uh, Orbita, which is uh, here in the United States, and I really try and push companies their way. Now, I deal with a lot of young companies. So if I want to wallpaper my house, I could just take the stock options from all these companies over the last 30 years. I could wallpaper my entire house. So uh, uh, we've uh, sent them uh, uh, being able to breathe or, or use a short sentence into a phone and predict whether there's congestive heart failure or uh, a COPD. Well, those companies run out. Of, once you're out of that seed funding from Ireland or Israel or Canada, these projects tend to fall apart. We call that pilotitis. The pilot project just might have been successful, but it need another 400 or 4,000 people to do it. Uh, so that's one. Uh, we have uh, bilingual education problems, and I, and I know in, in your provinces you have uh, other languages. For me, it's Mixteco. In Mixteco, there's uh, in the mistake. There's no written language, and it's a very phonetic language, uh, which doesn't translate into Spanish. If you're a I go, I don't know how to say that. And I've sent people down to Mexico to, to try and learn it. And the only wor word they seem to learn is, how do I get to the nearest bar? And they learn that mistake and there's, boom, that's about, that's about it after two weeks of immersion. So, uh, so, uh, so being able to deliver uh, 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 language to people who are illiterate, who cannot read, uh, is very important to me. Uh, right now, we're dealing with an opioid use disorder problem worldwide, but certainly in the United States. Uh, and so that's, uh, uh, I, have, I have my own little thing, and that is, uh, hey, uh, he has uh, uh, fixed and dilated pupils, he's breathing shallowly, he looks blue. Is this an opioid overdose? Oh, well, the, if I call the police, will I be arrested and put in jail myself? So the problem is that, you, you, as you know, you have to pick out all those other 
words that they might be saying. They may not say that exact thing. And so uh, going through that. The other is, is uh, uh, newborns with cystic fibrosis, which is a, uh, a disease which we can detect uh, at, at birth. And so the parents come in, and they hear about every... Their little Gerber baby now is a baby who, if they go home and read an Encyclopedia Britannica from 20 years ago, is going to be dead by age two. Uh, and so they don't hear anything I have to say. Uh, so I really need to have something at home that responds to their questions. Is my baby going to die? Uh, uh, why, why does this poop look like it has cottage cheese in it? Uh, what do I do when he coughs? So, so something where I, I, I can really pick out... Uh, 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 forgetting the, uh, what are the words for for those uh, other other phrases that people come up with? There, uh, there's a very specific voice. A- a- anyway, for f- for figuring those out and and putting together the patient focus groups so that I know what the alternative terms are to make sure that my Alexa or whoever uh, you're an Alexa f- uh, family so uh, uh, uses that. So, so that's where I see it. Is in in same same thing. Gamification, education, communication, knowledge, organization, ordering. Alexa, I'm out of antibiotics. Good, you haven't had to call my nurse. I'm so happy. So, you know, I think we'll, we'll see that moving. Uh, and then for my nurse who's busy typing away and transposing a weight from 81 kilos to 18 kilos, which, mm-hmm. oh, my God, Dr. Lynn has skinny pain, that, that she, can just, she can just talk those out. So. No, that's great. And your own uses? <laughs> and my own uses. Well, I'm, I, I'm personally very excited about how it's going to take pressure off the healthcare system and decentralize the healthcare and bring the healthcare into the home and allow for personal healthcare through your healthcare provider in quotes or surrogate through the, through the AI voice assistant and how that's going to affect uh, the pressures, particularly in Canada where there's wait, wait times that are just beyond imaginable. Um, so that's great. And your, your framework of Gecko, I mean, you can apply that to the voice technology as well. Um, and so I, I think that's fantastic. Well, thanks so much for sharing some of your thoughts. Why don't you take the opportunity and let the listeners know where they can learn more about what you're doing and some links that would be useful for them to know about. Uh, probably the best is to go to YouTube, uh, Get Moving TV, uh, TDC Labs and Studio. Uh, com will get you the, my WordPress uh, pages. Podbean is where I keep the podcasts. Uh, and then LandonPediatricFoundation.org uh, will get you to the, our international global health uh, things. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's TDC Labs and Studio is the podcast, too. Uh, I'd have to look it up, though. <laughs> no worries. Well, you've, you've given enough links there that I'm sure people could track you down if, if, if they needed to and wanted to. Thanks so much again for uh, taking the time on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Landon. He is just one of the incredible people that I have met here so far, and it's only the first day of this conference. So I look forward to bringing you more and more of these types of interviews over the next little while. This will be the beginning of a series of interviews with these leaders in the technology and healthcare and voice-first space uh, that have been recorded here at HIMSS. As usual, I will have the links to everything that Dr. Landon was talking about on the show notes page and you can access that at voicefirsthealth.com slash 26 so until next time uh, enjoy Uh, please feel free to share out this podcast if you know somebody that might be interested in healthcare and voice technology then uh, the biggest compliment that you can uh, give me for the podcast of course is sharing it out thanks so much check out the show notes at voicefirsthealth.com slash 26 and make sure to check out all of Dr. Chris Landon's uh, resources as well take care have a great week